We don't have enough fuel, and we are also entirely out of rations. Without the Republic to provide us supplies, we'll have to acquire these necessities on our own. We got a bigger problem. Comchatter has our ship's signature on a wanted list. So we scramble it. You can do that? Of course I can do it. But I need to land in order to perform those modifications. By my calculations, the closest planet is... Pantora. Once again, Bucketheads, Mevartigar, welcome to the 57th Pantoran speeder-stealing episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com for those uh, long, scathing diatribes you want to come at me with. Uh, that's the place you want to send them to. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, five-star reviews. They are the best way to help support the show without having to spend a single dime of your own money. Or a single uh, Republic or Imperial credit. You know, maybe maybe some uh, some Mon Cal pucks. You know, the Mon those Mon Cal jelly credits. Those are fun. I don't think you want to keep those in your wallet, though. Probably don't stay fresh too long, I wouldn't imagine. All right, listen, we're here. We got a... We gotta, we gotta, Interesting show ahead of us. We had another episode of The Bad Batch to talk about. There's even a little bit of Star Wars news to get into. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's uh, excited for the weekend. And, and yeah, we're going to get things off to... I think we're going to kick the weekend off with a really strong start talking about this episode of The Bad Batch. What did everyone think? Are, you, are, you, are we still hyped? Are we still enjoying the show? Uh, I noticed some, some reviews of this episode. Uh, they have a little bit more criticism than others. And we'll talk a little bit about this, because much like last week's show, uh, where we sort of split the, the, the review and the recap uh, in, into two halves, into the two sides of that story, you know, Crosshair side of the story, and then the rest of the Bad Batch on their part of the episode, um, we're going to talk about this episode in, in sort of broader terms, uh, because in a lot of senses, this episode is very... I don't want to use the term paint by numbers, because it's, it's not. It's a fun episode, nonetheless. But there's not a lot of um, nuance to this one. And, and that will allow us to have a sort of different kind of conversation about this episode of The Bad Batch. And I'm, I am really excited to get into it because we're going to talk about some of the criticisms that I read about this episode. And, and I'm very curious how everyone feels about what I'm going to bring up. And I'm also very curious if you agree with me or if you disagree with me. And remember, that is okay on this podcast. We do not have to have the same opinion on things. Uh, as long as you know that this is a safe place for discussion. And, and that's that's what it's all about. You know, Star Wars fans don't have to see eye to eye all the time. We just can't resort to the name calling and the bullying and, and the, the generally awful tactics of the, uh, the quote unquote internet trolls. And that's that's not what this place is. This is Vision. This is a safe place for all. And that is the bottom line. All right, so let's get into this episode. Uh, actually, we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with some news, but then we're gonna get into the episode right away. But still, we gotta do what we gotta do, and you know what we gotta do. 
it's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Word on the channels is you're looking for a certain modified Omicron glass attack shuttle. I might know where to find it, but that information's gonna cost ya. I'll make it well worth your while. Transmit the coordinates and make sure they don't leave. Ooh, who was that masked-voiced person? I bet you don't know. You know who it was, but we're going to talk about that more later. Let's talk a little bit about that news that we have to talk about first. Uh, again, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time because it's 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 news is a bit of a strong word to describe what what we're about to talk about here. Uh, but it is being reported around the internet that in a new Variety article, uh, Rangers of the New Republic is quote not currently in active development end quote. Uh, there has not been any statements from Lucasfilm or Disney about this. I have been checking for updates to see if they're going to comment on anything. Uh, and to be fair, it doesn't really mean anything. Not inactive development just means that maybe they put it on hold. Maybe they have uh, decided to reevaluate what the show's going to be, what it's going to be about, who it's going to be about. There's a lot of reasons why a show could end up in, in not active development. Uh, does it stem from the situation with, with Cara Dune? Maybe. But we don't know for sure. They're not talking about it. Then they're probably not going to talk about it. So this show that was announced last fall with that slew of other Star Wars shows for Disney Plus uh, is, is in a bit of a holding pattern. We don't really know anything official just yet. But I wanted to make sure I shared the news with everybody in case you hadn't seen it on the Internet at this point. Yeah, Rangers of the New Republic, quote, not currently in active development, end quote. Take that for what you will. And, and don't take it too harshly, too, to, because it could just mean very, very little. But what you should note is that we still have Andor and Obi-Wan Kenobi filming. The Acolyte is on the way, and Lando is also in the works. So there's going to be plenty of Star Wars shows coming. And don't forget, the Book of Boba Fett will be here at the end of the year. So tons and tons of Star Wars to look forward to. We're not going to have any shortage of that. I didn't even mention Ahsoka's show. I mean, there, there's... Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, we're not going anywhere. Oh, and by the way, the, the show that started all, The Mandalorian, will also be back. So let's not get too much uh, uh, into a tizzy about the situation. Again, there's not any real news to report just yet. It's not like if Disney or Lucas has come out, Lucasfilm has come out and said, oh, no, we're not doing that anymore. That that That's over. Uh, it, it, it could just be a situation where they're like, we have a lot of, we have a lot of, Things going on in the Star Wars universe right now. Let's pump the brakes on this one project for the time being. You know, uh, it's also possible that something story-related will come up in the Book of Boba Fett or in uh, The Mandalorian that sort of negates having to have this series or negates having to have the series at the same timeline. Like, perhaps it would be better to spin that show out of the events of this. You know, who knows? There, there's a lot of different things and a lot of different ways to take what they are talking about as far as... In not in active development. <laughs> so let's not get too worked up. But let's get worked up about, about today's topic. We are here to, to discuss Season 1, Episode 4 of The Bad Batch. And this one's titled Cornered. Our, our dream team for this episode, uh, directed by Saul Ruiz, written by Christian Taylor. And once again, the story editor is, is uh, Matt Mishnevitz. And I hope I am saying your name correct. But that is our dream team for that project, or sorry, for this episode, and our cast. I can't wait to talk about this. I love this cast so much. Once again, the amazing, the incredible D. Bradley Baker back as the Bad Batch. Michelle Ang is Omega. 
Gray Griffin steps up as Citizen One, CG-67, and the Fruit Vendor. You have Bobby Moynihan as Citizen Two and the Traitor. And of course, the great, the one, the only, the amazing Ming-Na Wen returns as Fennec Shand. So excited about that. So, so very excited about that. I'm going to talk about that more in a minute. But uh, Noshir Dalal returns. He's a Pantoran security in this episode. But he's also Vice Admiral Rampart, as we, as we see the chain code hologram once again on Pantora, once we get to the planet there. And then uh, Taran Killiam is the depot manager, the Godel, and the land speeder driver. So he's a man of many talents right there, three voices in one show. Uh, yes, let's talk about it, because th- this is this is what's going on in this episode. This is sort of the, the big thing. We saw this in the trailers for The Bad Batch. Fennec Shand makes her animated debut. Uh, and again, we're roughly 20 years prior to her appearances in The Mandalorian. And uh, it's really cool. I think we, I think we all love Ming-Na Wen. She's amazing. She's fantastic. Uh, if I were to be fancy enough to have a dinner party, I would invite Ming-Na Wen because I think she would be the greatest dinner party guest ever. And I bet she throws a mean dinner party too. I bet it's a lot of fun. And uh, I would like to be invited to it for the record. So that being said... I'm excited that she's on this show. Now, what, when we were kind of warming up for this episode, uh, one of the things I wanted to, to talk about was some of the criticisms about it. Oh, by the way, I didn't read the plot for this episode, but it's, it's as, as all the other ones are, very basic. The batch of supply go- run... The, excuse me. The batch of supply run goes awry, and it sure does. But let me talk about those criticisms of some of the stuff I've read uh, in regards to this episode. Uh, and a lot of it seems to be pointed sort of at in Fennec Shan's direction. Uh, and I think rather unjustly, you know, I I have commented on the show uh, how sometimes when we're, when we're dealing with uh, movies or, or events that are set prior to the events of A New Hope, that we spend a lot of time uh, with everything sort of leading towards the rebellion or, or or things of that nature, or you know, the rebellion in particular. <laughs> it seems like everything leads to like the rebellion or the Death Star, depending on what side of the fence we're on. And and while that's that's neat and exciting. Uh, I don't feel like every story has to be tied to the birth of the rebellion or the you know the things that we kind of already know. It can still be its own thing. And for some reason, people are criticizing this episode of the Bad Batch for kind of doing that uh, with Fennec's character in, in the sense that like instead of uh, creating a new character who could be the one that pursues the Bad Batch uh, across the galaxy, you know, as as they're as she's hunting for Omega. Uh, the, or as as this new character would be hunting for Omega, uh, they've instead reverted to the familiar, to something that we know, and by bringing in Fennec Shand, so we'd be like, "Ooh, we know her. We like Fennec Shand. That's really cool." I don't I don't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> I don't understand that criticism of, uh, "Oh, it's Fennec Shand. That's not that big a surprise." Well, why not? Why isn't that cool? Why isn't that a fun surprise? Fennec, we, we only have a taste of the Fennec character from the handful of episodes that she was in uh, in Season 1 and Season 2 of The Mandalorian. And she's a character that would seem to have a great backstory about her. And then, then, then this, The Bad Batch, might be a great place to explore that backstory more and, and to get more information about who uh, she is and how she came to be, perhaps. Uh, so I, I don't see the problem with it because it's a new, she's still a new character. A very new character that we know little to nothing about. So, the criticism that that Star Wars once again just reverts the, to the familiar, uh, I think in this case is uh, unfair and unjust. And I think we need to appreciate the fact that anytime we're getting more Ming Na Wen in Star Wars, 
uh, that's a good thing, and that should be celebrated, and we should all be really, really happy that she is a part of this this new era of the Star Wars galaxy and, and its uh, continual expansion into into the new great things. And how much fun can it, can it be for her to do this voice part and get a better idea of who her character is and her backstory? Now, it's, it's possible that Dave Filoni filled her in, gave her the, the deets, you know, when she took the role. You know, maybe she knows a lot more about her character's backstory than, than we have seen on the screen. But regardless, I think it's a really neat opportunity. I, I'm, I'm really glad she's a part of the show, and I really like the idea that, uh, you know, the way this episode ends, she could be a character that is, is continually in pursuit of the Bad Batch and Omega, and, and I like that quite a bit. Uh, why not have it be Fennec? You know, it's it, spread the love a little bit. It can't just be about the uh, crosshair hunting them down, and and his struggle with with the Empire and and you know the good soldiers follow orders. Look, as compelling as that story is, like we got to have more facets to this to this gemstone of a show, and and bringing Fennec in again, a character that is still very very new and we know little to nothing about. I I have no criticism, no critique of that at all. I say bring it more Fennec Shand. Let's see what happens. Let's see how this shakes out. And again, I, I will say it once again. Uh, Ming-Na Wen, please come to a fancy dinner party that I'm going to throw. That's that's all I can say about it, all right? <laughs> so let's get into the episode proper, though. Let's break it down. So as you heard from the opening of the show, our heroes open their episode of the show in a bit of distress. They are running low on supplies. They're out of rations. Uh, so they're trying to find a planet to lay low, but because of that situation, they are, they're forced to go someplace uh, more exposed, and the nearest planet ends up being uh, Pantorum which is a planet we have seen representatives from. Uh, we have had much contact with, especially in Season 1 of the Clone Wars series, which but we have finished reviewing a few weeks back, so by all means go back and check out those Pantoran episodes. Great one with the Talls, one of, one of, one of the, my highlights from Season 1, if you will. Uh, so we get to go to Pantora and see it for ourselves. And, and uh, that's exciting. That's cool. It's always good to see one of the new worlds in the Star Wars galaxy, uh, specifically one that we, where we have spent so much time with, with characters from that planet. Uh, now to go and kind of see that home world uh, is really unique and exciting. And especially for Omega, she you know, was not into the idea of going to a planet and laying low. She wanted to go see things. She's you know, getting out from being uh, with the... With the Kaminoans, and and she wants to explore the galaxy and see what's out there, see what what the universe has to offer, and um, so she's excited. She is very pumped about the idea of going to Pantora, Pantora, and that's sort of where we go, and we go there because also there's another little matter that uh, that their ship is now on an Imperial Wanted registry, but Tech apparently knows how to how to change their transponder codes, but he has to be landed to do so. So that will be what they do while Hunter and uh, Echo go on a tech run. A tech run. <laughs> Just when, while Hunter and Echo go on a supply run, Wrecker and Tech will take care of the ship. Uh, there's an, an interesting opening scene there where they have to kind of meet with the dock master and bribe him. <laughs> which is something new for them. So they get to do that, and, and this Doc Master is the one who re- who reports them to Fennec Shan because he's aware that she's on the lookout for their, their make and model ship. And that was what gets Fennec involved in this episode, as she is uh, on the hunt for Omega. Apparently a bounty has been placed. And I suppose we are supposed to ask and wonder who put the bounty out for Omega, uh, though I feel like it's fairly... I don't think it's a, a deep thought that the thing is the Kaminoans themselves 
uh, who need Omega to come back because uh, in the previous episode we we heard them discussing how uh, the, the, the the their last ver their last copy their last sample from Django Fett uh, is getting uh, rather thin and they need to sort of replenish that stock and apparently Omega is is part of that it would be a viable sample I suppose to to draw from for that. Uh, I, I'm hoping that gets explored more fully down the road because, I mean, if she is a clone, like we suspect, I mean, that's what that's what we've been led to believe, right? But you have to wonder, you know, what is it about her that would make it so that they could still use this uh, Django Fett genome for their cloning procedures, uh, especially since they are now in a struggle to uh, maintain their. Uh, let's let's put it this way: the Kaminoans are probably making a ton of money off the Republic for building that army during the Clone Wars. Uh, and now they're sort of in in flux with this empire. They don't have a deal in place with this empire, this new M imperial regime. And, you know, from a business perspective, they're trying to figure out how to make this all work so they can still keep getting paid. I would imagine the Kaminoans made bank off the Republic. And so they want to keep that going, keep that going. And, and the FET sample is what the clones are all based on. Now, could it, we, we get to a situation where they, they have to select another genetic donor? You know, I don't know, but Omega obviously factors into this, so I don't. I don't think it's a stretch to think that the Kaminoans are the one who uh, have placed the bounty on on recovering Omega, because because to this point, the Empire doesn't seem that interested in her. In her, so that's that's where my my train of thought goes, is that it is the Kaminoans. They need her back because they need to start. They need to like juice up their their FET genomes. And, and get that get that sucker rolling again, so they can make some more uh, some more clones to impress the uh, the uh, empire and obviously Moff, Moff Tarkin, who's taken a great interest in in possibly mothballing the cloning program uh, because of multi a multitude of reasons, but expense not is is definitely on his list of reasons to uh, get out of the cloning business for the for the empire. So Hunter, Echo, and Omega go in, into the market, and we get to see. Uh, that sort of like wide-eyed innocence of Omega as she kind of take taking in the sights and the sounds and the, and presumably the smells of this this Pantoran marketplace. Uh, Hunter is attempting to sell like their last, I think, is a mine, <laughs> which is odd. And the Grand that he's attempting to to, to uh, sell it to tells him that that maybe on the black market you could get those eighteen hundred dollar credits or whatever it is he said he it was worth. Um, <laughs> which is an interesting conversation, but uh, this Gran, who has uh, glasses, which is, uh, is something we, I don't I don't think I'd seen before on the Clone Wars or on Rebels, uh, notices uh, Echo in, in a bit of dis of, a, of a disguise and assumes that because of his robotic right arm uh, that he is in fact a droid. Uh, so he attempts to buy the droid from Hunter. There's a funny exchange about how. You can sell me, but not for two thousand credits. Get more than that, and you know, obviously, obviously, it's the deception. They're just trying to get some money for supplies so they can get out of there, and then Echo will 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 make a break for it. So they're they're scamming this this Grand, but <laughs> this Grand's wearing glasses. I, guess, I think that prescription needs to be updated a little bit. I think they might have been a little cracked, so maybe that was part of the reason why he he believed that that uh, Echo was in fact a droid. Uh, so and you know, again, and Echo is in a disguise. He has a helmet on. I mean, and I guess. Uh, if if you don't see that well, maybe your 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 vision's impaired and and you have some some cracked spectacles. Uh, maybe you could confuse Ome uh, Echo. Jeez, you could confuse Echo for a droid. 
but yeah, the, the I thought it was interesting that like they're just willing to blatantly rip off this this store merchant <laughs> and and take all the uh, you know th I think it's three thousand credits that they get for for Echo as a droid. But it does come in handy later as as Echo requisitions the rest of his of this this uh, merchant's droids to help repair the ship when they have to get the heck out of there. The other thing in this in this episode, uh, you know, again we we talk about that, that sort of wide eyed innocence of Omega as she as she's exploring, um, and again we've talked about how there's sort of like the, a, a family a building between all of them between Wrecker and Tech and Echo and Hunter. And, and, and Omega, and they're kind of becoming this family unit, uh, but they often forget that Omega is new to all these environments, to all these situations, uh, and they have not taught her the 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 most important thing that you could teach a small child: beware of stranger danger, beware of stranger danger, and and Hunter needs to talk to her about that. Uh, when they when as they leave Pantorum at the end of this episode, as, he needs to sit her down and say, "Stranger danger." You do not talk to Stranger Danger. <laughs> because that's kind of what this episode turns into. <laughs> Fennec, you know, uh, Omega runs off to get uh, a doll back that, that one of the, the these like weird, I forget the name of the creatures, these weird pups that uh, I remember from seeing in Star Wars Resistance. Uh, you know, Omega's playing with this doll and the, the, the little pup creature takes it and, and she chases after to get to get it back because the store cook had already uh, chastised her once for you know if you break it you buy it situation so she didn't want this this doll to go away and her have to pay for it I guess so she just blindly goes down the street leaves Hunter and Echo behind to pursue the doll and that is where uh, that is where Fennec Shan makes her move and, and says don't worry little girl come with me to my windowless van and we'll have a good time helping you find your friends. All right, there wasn't a windowless van, but you you get the message. You understand what I'm saying. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, so yeah, Omega very trusting. Why wouldn't she trust this nice lady? You know, Fennec un unhelmeted. So uh, you know, a friendly a friendly look about her, I suppose, is the best way to, to describe the 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 Fennec that she puts forth for Omega to see. Uh, eventually, Hunter does notice that she's gone. Pursuit begins, and and that's kind of the episode. It, it's a it's a lot of great chases. Uh, there's some really good action in there. We see sort of like the the, the ruthlessness of Fennec Shand as she just you know single shots kills uh, the Pantoran security guard, not security guard, but a uh, security force, and and uh, you know causes mass havoc on Pantorum. Hunter swooping in, getting Omega, the the pursuit through the sewers. Uh, Fennec. Handling Wrecker very easily, and Wrecker taking another blow to the head. This guy, in four episodes, I mean, he's got to be heavily concussed by now, right? I mean, I know he's he's strong and durable, but my goodness, it's only a matter of time before that uh, that brain turns into, into mashed potatoes. The way he's taking shots to the head in, in these first four episodes. But very cool to see Fennec be able to, to, to uh, handle herself against a, a physically uh, an intimidating opponent like Wrecker. So again, something we've always known about Fennec and from the that we know that she's, like, she's good in situations where she may not seem like she has the advantage. Well, we haven't really seen that, but I think it's fair to assume that fair to for us to assume that about her. And now we get to see it, which is even cooler. And I did really, really like it. Uh, and that, but that's basically the episode. I mean, Fennec, you know, the uh, the Ugnot who ratted them out, the Ugnot Doc Master who ratted them out, is is, is scared that Fennec's gonna come and kill him. But she, you know gives them a credit as a tip is like thanks for the tip here's a tip and and let me know if they come back kind of thing so we see the fennec is not one to like burn her bridges uh, as far as 
uh, people who are feeding her information. And then uh, again, another bit of inform another bit of knowledge about who Fennec is. Uh, not, not again. She seems relentless, but she doesn't seem uh, like like merciless. If you know what, if you know what I'm saying, like she didn't t she didn't hold it against that Ugnot that the Bad Batch made their escape, uh, because I, th I think she recognizes that. A, this guy's a, a source. He's, he's he provided valuable information, and it, he's an Ugnot. Like, what was he gonna do against four uh, enhanced clone troopers? Not a darn thing. Um. So that that's kind of the episode. It's a it's a it's a fast paced episode. It's fairly basic. I, I I don't mean and I don't mean that as an insult because it is an enjoyable episode of the show, and I had a blast seeing Fennec back in back in play here and and getting to see her in this in this time period of the of the Empire rising, if you will. And so I'm very intrigued by the idea of seeing more of of, of Fennec going forward. Like I said, it, will she be the character? Uh, that pursues them from one side of the galaxy to the other, who makes it so they can't just lay low and figure out their next move and and make some kind of plan because that's something that we don't have for the Bad Batch just yet. They uh, we, do, we don't really know what they're going to do. They're just kind of going from place to place right now, struggling, trying to figure it all out. But there's no plan. Uh, and and I think that's probably the one thing that I that we that I hope we get in the next episode. I think Hunter needs to start figuring out what they are going to be and what they are going to become in this new era of 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 the galaxy of this post republic you know in the rise of the empire era of 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 the star wars galaxy i think that's really really important i hope it comes soon um because i mean i'll be honest so far if i were to have one criticism of the show is i don't know what the bad batches kind of purpose is at this point like they just seem to be kind of wandering aimlessly from place to place again trying to hide out but not doing a great job of it thus far so so like what what's what's the ultimate goal going to be for the team you know are they going to become like the space version of the a team and they're just going to go around and take missions and help people that'd be kind of fun i wouldn't be against that especially get like some cool a team music going on like a bad batch style i'd be into that uh, Kevin Kiner can do anything. That, that guy's music's been fantastic for the for all the shows that he's scored uh, in the, in the Star Wars universe. So so more more great music, please. But yeah, I, 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 that's sort of my my big question for what's next with the Bad Batches. When are we going to sort of get their objective? Like what what is their purpose going to be? That's the only thing I'm kind of struggling with thus far through the first four episodes. Uh, and you know. I think that's a fair request, right? I don't... <laughs> you know, we had this really, really uh, uh, beefy, complex, nuanced debut episode that was 70 minutes long. Um, and that, that carried through the first, you know, handful of episodes. This is the first one where I felt like it was a little, a little light on the nuance and, and some of the character complexities. Again, but I enjoyed the episode. But we do need to get to our sort of mission statement for the Bad Batch here coming up. And I, I do think it's soon. I hope it's next week, but I, I hope it's it's very very soon, um, because I'd, I'd like to know. I am a concerned and interested party. What do you all think? Am I way off base with that request? Am I asking too much too soon? Or are you guys okay with the way it's being paced out, and 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 they're just kind of struggling from place to place? Because I mean, let's be honest, they they 
from an emotional standpoint, they probably are reeling a little bit, not only from uh, the loss of everything they knew with the Republic, but obviously from the loss of Crosshair, their their brother in arms. You know, we talked about that last week. And uh, I think the one thing we didn't talk about much last week was, was, was Crosshair struggling with the loss of his brothers, even though he kind of considers them traitors now. Uh, it doesn't mean that um, he can just write them off as so easily. You know, I think in his heart, he still considers them his brother, his brothers, and and uh, wants to sort of get them back in the fold. I would imagine. I mean, that, that that one shot of him sitting solo on his bunk sort of implied that like he definitely misses them and wants to wants them to come back into the service, the imperial service, and be be the good soldiers that they used to be. Just my thought there. So yeah, no, a lot, a lot of, like I said, this is a, this show has a lot of potential to be really multifaceted, and I would really like to explore that more. I do think the batch needs a purpose, though. I, I need, like I said, a mission statement, a thesis, if you will. <laughs> like, let's get a plan in place. Hunter's got to, Hunter's got to get them on a path. Uh, these are these are highly trained, highly capable soldiers. You know, are they going to team up with Saw Gerrera down the road? What, what what's coming up? What's in store? Uh, or is it just like lay low, protect Omega, and, and call it a day? But obviously, I, I, I would think, and again, I speculate wildly at this point in the show, uh, a hunter has to take note that there is the bounty out, and that has to kind of get his brain working, right? Like, like, all right, what's going on here? What's going on? Let's try and figure it out. Uh, and I, I guess it's actually a good, now's a good time to play uh, a, a, a sound clip from the end of the episode. Let's hit it. She has to be a bounty hunter. A what? Someone hired to retrieve targets. And you appear to be the target. Me? Hey, don't scare the kid. We have to find out who she is and who hired her. Yeah, there you go. So maybe, maybe that'll be the next priority is is trying to uh, smoke out Fennec Shand and 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 uh, figure them out. Like, you'd think they'd be pretty good at that. We'll see. You know, if that is that the next move, is that down the road or? We don't know. We don't know. But again, I enjoyed. The, I I did enjoy this episode. Uh, there, there's, uh, you know, not a lot to this one. There's not a, a ton of meat on the bone for this one, but it's a solid seven and a half. I I think. Yeah, I mean, I I can make the argument for seven, but I'll go seven and a half because it is fun. It is enjoyable, and I did get a kick out of seeing Fennec back in action here. And uh, I, I again, I like the idea of her being the character uh, who's going to pursue the Bad Batch on behalf of the Kaminoans. It looks like. Again, I'm TBD on that, but uh, that's the way it seems to be going. All right. That is the show. Let's wrap it up because I don't think I have much else to say about this episode. Uh, really, really enjoyable. Uh, we'll end up watching it again a couple more times over the weekend. And, um, yeah, if I have any other thoughts on it, we'll talk about that on next Friday's episode uh, when we break down episode five of The Bad Batch. So uh, this past week on Monday, you may, you probably, hopefully you have checked out the entire episode. I know it was a bit of a long one. Uh, we did our, our rewatch, our, our rewatch on um, on the Star Wars Vintage tab. We checked out Caravan of Courage on there. I had a lot of fun watching that movie. I had a lot of fun doing the podcast talking about that movie. I mean, it's a silly, ridiculous kind of movie. Uh, but there's something... There's there was something about it that I still enjoyed at the same time too. So, uh, hope you listened to that. Hope you enjoyed that. We're gonna continue to explore that vintage tab, and and we we're gonna get to uh, the battle for Endor, probably in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I am gonna space those out because uh, there's kind of a run of episodes of the Clone Wars that I want to make sure that we cover. Uh, uh, you know, on on, on uh, 
subsequent Mondays. I want to make sure we, we deliver like the next four or five episodes of the Clone Wars kind of, uh, you know, boom, 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 boom. And then we'll interject some uh, some more of the vintage stuff in there for, for your listening pleasure. Uh, if you're checking out, if you if you have taken the time to check out the TomCast podcast, I hope you're enjoying that show as well. We got a big episode coming up in June, uh, you know, which I know you're like, June, who cares about June? It's May 21st. Well, June's around the corner and there's something big coming up. Uh, and you're, if you're a fan of Star Wars, I suspect you'll be a fan of this as well. So uh, stay tuned to that. I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the show, those episodes of, of that podcast. If you're checking that out, we will start our Loki coverage when that begins on June 8th. So get ready. We're doing a lot of stuff over there on the, on the podcast as well. Uh, I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to the Mandovision podcast. My name is Tom. Uh, this is this is the podcast that uh, you know. I enjoy all the podcasts that I'm on, but talking about Star Wars is 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 uh, the highlight of my day every time that I get to do it. And I thank you all so much for taking the time and uh, listening to it, <laughs> listening to me blather on about my love of the Star Wars. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. We wouldn't be here without you guys. And and uh, yeah, we're gonna keep cranking it out because again, Star Wars isn't stopping anytime soon. And neither are we. Remember, the best way to reach out to us, once again, is on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. Uh, share it with people you have blood feuds with, life debts with, all that good stuff. If possible, so inclined. Five-star reviews are the easiest way to support the podcast. They help in small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the mix of all the other uh, shows that are out there. And we thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. It's it's really, really important. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. And and with that being said, let's let's get out of here. You guys have a weekend to live. I <laughs> I hope you're having a good time. You know, depending on what state you live in, uh, I you know I I hope things are getting better out there, getting safer out there. Everyone's getting comfortable again. You know, maybe you know, maybe you, you don't have to have the mask on all the time anymore. You can go out, breathe the fresh air, and not worry about anything. Um, but still, remember, take care of yourselves. Take care of others. Uh, if you if you are in a state where where masks are required inside, like when you're when you're shopping or, or anything like that, remember uh, the, those people that are working there are are there to help you, and they're not the ones making the rules. So uh, be be kind to them, and and and, and uh, you know you don't you don't have to thank them for being there because it's their jobs. But it's always really nice when you do. So uh, just remember those people. And they they have helped us out a ton over the over the last year, and uh, I just wanted to point that out real quick before we get out of here. All right, again, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. We'll be back next week uh, on Monday. New episode of the Clone Wars rewatch will drop, and then we we'll be back here on Friday for another episode of the Bad Batch. That being said, this is the Man Division podcast. My name is Tom, and this episode, <laughs> oh my goodness, this podcast can only end one way, and this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. <laughs>